1 Corinthians chapter 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Let me just give you a little word to live by. Is that all right? 1 Corinthians chapter 9, and uh, we'll begin with verse 24. And uh, I'm going to read from the Message Bible, which is a generational Bible. If you don't have one and you're a serious student of the Word of God, you should get one. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24, Paul says, You've all been to the stadium. How many of you have ever been to the stadium? You've all been to the stadium. You've seen the athletes race. Everyone runs, but only one wins. Run to win. One of the meetings I was privileged to have with the former Ohio State great legendary coach, Jim Trussell, he shared with me, I said, Coach, what is, if you could give me one secret, it was the year they won the national championship, I said, if you could give me one secret to winning, what would it be? And Jim Trestle said this. He said, I never play to not lose. I never play to not lose. Is that how you're playing? When I look at believers, they're always playing the, the game of life not to lose. They're always holding the fort. They're always in trepidation and taking a step back and talking about the devil and their oppression and their sickness and their disease and their pain and their trouble and their trial and their temptation as though their adversary was on equal footing. I just need to make an announcement this morning. The devil is defeated. No, 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 no. Your opponent, your adversary, your tormentor, your tempter has already been defeated. The game has already been played. 2,000 years ago, on an old rugged, cruel, angry, mean, biting beam, the Lamb of God, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, grabbed Satan by the nap of the neck, cast him off his imperial throne, put one foot on devils, the other on the crumbling empire of death, lifted his victor's hands to the Father, and said, I am Alpha and I am Omega. I am the first and the last. He that was and is and is to come. And because I live, you shall live also. I dare you to shout, the devil is defeated. No, you don't really mean it. I said, shout, the devil is defeated. I watched Ohio State win yesterday and it was confirmed once again that the language of defeat is silence and the language of victory is shouting. If you're a victor, shout now. If you overcame sickness, shout now. If you broke the spirit of divorce off your family, shout now. If you are the one that broke the general generational curse of alcohol, go ahead and run. 
If you broke a generational curse that was on your family, I dare you to shout now. If you decided to reject generational curses and accept generational blessing. Here we go. Look at it now. You've been to the stadium. You've seen the athletes race. Everybody runs, but only one wins. Next three words, run to win. I hate to slip this in on you, but in 40 years of full-time gospel ministry, I see way more believers that are in it just to survive it. Well, I'm just going to make it to heaven. Well, I'm not sure about that. If you're trying to make it to heaven by the skin of your teeth, notice your teeth ain't got no skin. It's time for us to start asking, how close to heaven can I get and still be of any use on this earth instead of how can I barely make it to a cabin in the corner of glory land? Watch this now, it's very interesting. They do it, they run to win for a gold medal. Look at all these trophies up here. Those are just from the last few years of Harvest Preparatory School Athletics. The tall ones are state championships. The smaller ones on the sides are district championships. The bigger ones leading up to the state are regional championships. The biggest ones are the finals or the state championships, runners up. And then the tallest ones are for state championships. We couldn't put the league championships up here because they wouldn't fit all the way across this and all the way across that because we virtually win the leagues every single year. I think we've won nine out of the last 10 league championships in basketball. I think, I know we've won the last five league championships in football and then gone on from there to districts and regionals and finals. What I need you to understand is in a few years, these, these may be in a storage closet somewhere. He said, don't run for a victor's crown made out of gold. Don't run for that. And I think that's what Christianity has become. How to have a better life. How to have a bigger car. How to have more money in your bank account. You're running for the wrong prize. Because eternity is in full view today. Everybody in this room is going to live forever somewhere. Now I have to show you something about eternity that most preachers will never talk about. There are two judgments in eternity. Number one, there is the great white throne judgment seat of Christ where when the world is dying and the moon is bleeding and the seas are seething under the whiplash of fury to spill their dead in the lap of God, 
they will stand before God. Okay, here's what I want you guys to do. Okay, just, I love you. Just move back in there somewhere. And you, stay back there. Everybody's watching you and not listening to me. Thank you. I love you. I love you. Is that okay? I'm sorry, it's very distracting to watch everybody go. There is the great white throne judgment seat of Christ where death and hell will give up the dead that are in them. But there's another judgment seat that I never ever hear preachers talk about. That is the judgment seat of Christ where all those that have named his name will come before him to give an account of everything they've done in their flesh on this earth, including the motivations behind what they do. You don't want to be an also ran. You don't want the runner-up trophy. You don't want to just say, well, I made it into the playoffs. You want the victor's crown. Now, the victor's crown is mentioned 21 times in the New Testament. It is an eternal crown. It is an incorruptible crown. God is going to hand out rewards. I asked you to work in children's. Oh, but you didn't. I ask you to get connected to the church. Oh, but you just came when it was convenient. Well, I wanted you to sit there, but you had to leave the church because they didn't give you the solo. You were in the church, you were doing great, but somebody else left the church and through their influence, so did you. There are rewards for winning souls. There are rewards for servanthood. There are rewards for holiness. There are rewards for church attendance. There are rewards for worship. There are rewards for prayer. Why is it so quiet? I would think if we were all striving to win, we would have been shouting about every single one of those rewards because we would be running to win it. Shout, I'm in it to win it. Too many Christians are in it to keep from losing. Well, I, I'm in church because I don't want to go to hell. Well, I'm in church because I don't want to spend eternity separated from God in a place where men gnaw their tongues for pain and where the fire is never quenched and where the darkness is so deep that it makes your eye sockets collapse upon each other. A place made for the devil and his angels. And if I go there, I'll be an intruder upon them. So I don't want to go to hell. So I'll just kind of get in the race. There's no one more miserable 
than someone that has to get in the race and they've never trained. This is what he says. Look at it. They do it for a gold medal that tarnishes, it fades away. You're after one that's gold eternally. I don't know about you, but I'm running hard for the finish line. I'm giving it everything I've got. Why is it so quiet? Are you? How much time in the Word the last seven days? Think. How much time closed away in prayer somewhere? Think. How many people did you at least invite to church? In that fine car you sowed for and believed God for? How many meals to the hungry? How much ministry to the suffering? Or did we spend more time putting on our makeup and getting our hair and nails did than we did in the presence of God? Oh, but I go to church once every three or four Sundays. You're an also ran. Everybody in heaven does not get the same reward. God is a just God. You will make it to heaven, I pray. But your position in heaven and in eternity will be extremely diminished. For eternity. This is where we fight, we strive. What team? What team goes out on the field and don't care whether or not they win? That's what he's talking about. You see them. They strive for mastery. So we say, I'll tell you what let's do. People need to get hungry for the word again. Let's open up Valor Christian College classes on, on Tuesday night and Thursday night. Let's let them take them for one-fifth of what they cost the students. And let's see how many are hungry. Do you know how many we had? Twenty. Out of thousands. Those are also rands. Those are, I'm just trying to make it to the finish line. What a terrible way to run this race. Now, those athletes that strive for mastery, Paul said, they are the ones who, number one, are disciplined. That's the word we get our word disciple from. Those are the ones that are in the weight room, I mean prayer room, at 5 a.m. 
Some of you, and I, I think it's cute, and I appreciate it, you know, everybody's got those little things they put on, they put on there. Here's how many miles preachers are doing it too. Here's how many miles I ran today. Here's how many calories I burned today. How much sin did you shed today? Why don't you put that on your Instagram? I overcame bitterness today. Broadcast that. I forgave somebody today. Broadcast that. I was going to put something on Instagram that wasn't holy, but God got a hold of me, and instead, I'm going to let everybody know I'm praying for you today, and then follow through and pray for your enemy. Ain't nobody preaches like this. I don't want a church full of also rams. I don't want a church full of water boys. I don't want a church full of cheerleaders. Cheerleaders, they were there. Time to go hit somebody. Who does that? I can tell you right now. Jim Harbaugh. And the Michigan Wolverines have one game in mind. And they've been working on it every year, all year, for the last seven years. Eventually, they'll win. If they don't faint. If they don't give up. Because the crown is not for those who start the race or win a while in the race. The crown is for those like Paul who say, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there's a crown laid up for me. And not for me only, but to all those that love his appearing. Do you love his appearing? Are you watching? Are you waiting? Or have you allowed the things of this world to creep in? The best defense any coach will tell you is a good offense. You keep your offense on the field, they'll score. But if you're three downs and out, you give your opponent the opportunity to score. Can I share something with you? The church of Jesus Christ, this analogy only goes so far because the church of Jesus Christ is never, ever on defense. I'm gonna try again. The church of Jesus Christ never, ever plays defense. We're never holding the fort. We're never hoping the enemy doesn't show up. We are hoping the biggest, meanest, ugliest, hairiest devils show up today because we know in whom we have believed and we win. 
We, ne we never play defense. Well, Pastor Rod, what about put on the whole armor of God? First of all, notice, there's none on your backside. That means it's designed for you to move forward. Your prayer life must be moving forward. Okay. Let me tell you another thing about this. The kingdom is a team sport. This is not singles tennis. You will not win on your own. I don't care if you're the greatest quarterback in the world. I don't care if you're the greatest pastor in the world. I don't care if you're the greatest businessman in the world. In the kingdom of God, you will not win unless you got your brother and your sisters back, unless you are fighting in the same direction. I can't. Shout, I need you. I got to have you. You know why we're never on defense? Because we've always got the ball. Say, I've got the ball. And the devil can't take it. Now, I may leave it lay here and do nothing with it. I may not advance it. I may not get a first down. I may not move forward. I may just sit here till the game is over because after all, I already know what the score is. So I may just sit here, but you are never on defense. Don't you ever let the devil put you back on your heels as if the God in you is not greater than he that is in this world. I dare you to shout, I've got the ball the ball on one side it says the great commandment love the Lord your God with all your heart mind soul strength on the other the great commission go Cut. what do they do just stand there you know what Sunday morning is all Sunday morning is is the huddle and at the dismissal prayer, it's the hut. And everybody is going. Now here's what I like. I like, let me point it out by penalties. I'm about done. So the game's going on, the game of life. And a football field, is a whole lot like life. You got two end zones. That's like life. Your gravestone has one of the two end zones already recorded. Mine is January the 13th, 1957. I could have my gravestone already picked out. I can etch when I began. It's already a settled fact, and so is yours. 
The question is, where's the other end zone? Your whole life, you're moving forward to the day they will etch that second date on your tombstone. Now along the way, there are boundaries. We don't like boundaries. So the preacher and the Word of God and the Holy Spirit are the referees. Because you're supposed to be running north and south. You're supposed to be going forward, never backward with every step. And you must play on the field. The field is the kingdom. You get a penalty for getting out of bounds. We don't like boundaries. We say boundaries restrict us. Well, wouldn't he be crazy that takes the football? I did it once. I was running halfback, and we were junior high, and we were playing the senior high, and, and they pitched me the ball on a sweep. And I forget, God, where my goal was, just like believers do, they forget that they're going to die. You missed me. Your focus on the goal line of eternity will determine how you play every play every day. So I took the snap from the quarterback and I headed just as hard as I could east. Straight out of bounds. And they threw a flag. You're out of bounds. That boundary's not there to restrict me. That boundary's there to redirect me. I can go this far, but I better cut it up. I can get out this far with my girlfriend, but don't want to get out of Maybe I can have a glass of wine. I doubt it. Because everybody I've ever known that said, well, I just have a glass every now and then is a slosher. I'm just telling you, life experience. Because you'll be on the sideline. What do you want to try to run over here for? Won't you get in the middle of the field as far away from that boundary as you can? I don't understand people that want to hug the sideline. Thou shalt not lie. It's not there to restrict you. It's there to redirect you. Jesus. I said Jesus. I'm getting slothful. I'm getting lazy. I, I'm, I don't seem to want to try to make it to Wednesday night on time anymore. I'd rather use an excuse. And when you're out of bounds, you're disqualified. You're not listening to me. Are you having a good time? 
I just, I just got one or two more. Uh, how about this one? They got one called illegal man downfield. This is Abraham. God gave him the game plan. And Abraham said, that's too hard and it takes too long. Sarah's 90 years old, bring me a concubine. And tried to accomplish in his flesh what can only be accomplished in the spirit. How far out there ahead of God are you? Well, God told me, no, no, no. God's not telling you anything beyond your past last act of disobedience. Oh, it's quiet. No, you got to huddle up again. You got to get direction again. You got to have a game plan. And by the way, you also got to have a coach. And let me remind some of you, there's always one head coach. There are not 14 coaches. Well, this is my mentor. What? Mentor? You've known them 15 minutes. Oh, they're my mentor. Get back in bounds. You need a mentor because you don't like what your pastor said. Amen. Illegal man downfield. They got another one called offsides. You know what that one is? What are you doing in the devil's camp? If you got a problem with alcohol, get out the bar. If you got a problem with women, get you the ugliest secretary you can possibly hide. I'm not playing. If you got a, a problem with gossip, I suggest you offend your so-called friend instead of offending God. Hang the phone up, put your cell phone down, get in your prayer closet. When pastor says clap, clap. I didn't say clap, but that's good. y'all given me any time here's the worst one you know what this flag is that's the flag of surrender Here's what's true. It is impossible for you to win if you quit. And it is impossible for you to lose if you don't. What are you surrendering right now? Your kids? 
your anointing, your hope, your joy, your peace. What are you surrendering? Thank you. What are you surrendering? Because athletes not only are disciplined, they live a life of self-denial. I'm not eating that. I'm not sleeping all day. I'm hitting the weight room. And I'm going to do it till it hurts. Because if there's no pain, there's no gain. Then why as a believer are you always trying to run from pain? Pain won't kill you. There's a difference in being hurt and injured. Every, every football player knows there's a difference in being hurt, right, and being injured. If you're just hurt, shut up, pick yourself up by your bootstraps. Everyone's enduring pain out here. You're not the only one that's ever eaten the carpet at night. You're not the only one that anybody's ever walked out on. You're not the only one that ever sowed a seed and felt like you didn't get a harvest. You're not the only one that's been lied about. You're not the only one that's been talked about. You're not the only one your boo left you. You're not... You're not injured, you're just hurt. Get up! But I tell those boys at HPS, the beginning of every football season, you are never down. You are up or getting up. I'm gonna try again. Today in life, you are either up or getting up. Don't you ever let the devil think for a moment he's got you down. Because just before the 10 count comes down, something's coming over the sapphire sill of heaven's gate, invading your mortal body and making you alive. I'm done. I'm done. Oh. One more. This is where most people live. Fear paralyzes. How big is your God? Is anything too hard for him? Yeah, but we're backed up. Our backs against the goal. We've been pushed back. And we've only got one more snap. That's all you need. When you know the score is, all you have to do to win is step out in faith. That's all I have to do. All I have, hey, 
All I have to do is tell fear, get thee behind me, Satan. Give me the ball. Give me this mountain. Give me this challenge. Give me this obstacle. It's one thing when you beat folk, you supposed to beat. It's another thing when you beat up on something that was supposed to take you out. When I get up here and shout over vocal cords that the devil said he... Somebody need to climb up on Goliath's big fat belly, take Goliath's sword, and relieve him of his head. Nothing is impossible with God. Everybody's standing. Nothing is impossible with God. Fear can no longer paralyze you. The boundaries will direct you. Get in the Word. Get in church on Wednesday night. Determine. This bunch of new Christians, I tell you, and old ones, they're so old they ain't moved for 30 years. They're like this bunch of spoiled little multi-millionaire babies that'll kick off and play football today. Well, I don't want to play for that team. You know what? You don't even know. Like, there's no loyalty. Like, people used to be loyal to a team, to a city, to those players. And those players were loyal to that city. You know what it is now? I'm up for the highest bidder. I didn't mean to talk about preachers. You think this is all I can do? This? What planet do you live on? But I have to stay in bounds. When I was 22 years old, I was offered a million dollar a year salary, a brand new car of my choosing twice a year, a 15,000 square foot home, and an airplane to go pastor a church, which at that time was three times the size of the one I was pastoring here. How many men do you think would have stayed put? How many of you would have stayed put? But I had a word. I knew what the boundaries were. I wasn't in this for a paycheck. Are you kidding me? There's not enough money on earth to pay for what I've lived the last 30 years. Know your purpose. Know your position. Stop wanting to be the quarterback. 
You're 320 pounds and six foot seven. You ain't no quarterback. Dear Lord, they had some boy yesterday try to kick a winning field goal in an overtime game. And he had to weigh 300 pounds. Their kicker was down. The other kicker was holding out for more money or something. I don't know. So they trot this guy out there to win the game. And he kicked the ball. I promise you, Austin Chandler could have kicked the ball better. Why? He's not a kicker. You know the problem with the body of Christ? You know why you sit out there and complain? Looks like this would be better. I don't know why they do that. Why are they doing that? I could do that. No, you couldn't. All you want to do is sit in a pew. You don't want to line up. Who's going to get in position? Who's going to understand? This is what God made me for. I'm an usher and blessed be God. I'm an us to the glory of God. I'm going to quit being fat and lazy sitting on a pew when 87% of the people that will be born again this year are 12 years of age and under and we don't have enough people back there to teach them. Because everybody's out of position. We got quarterbacks trying to kick. We got kickers trying to be quarterbacks. We got everybody holding out for God to bless them more. Come to church to be blessed instead of coming to be a blessing. What's your position? Where are you contributing? You're on the team. There are rewards to be handed out, not silver and gold, incorruptible crowns. And let me tell you what God does. The first crown mentioned as a victor's crown was that one plaited in thorns. That was called the victor's crown. The humiliation, the rejection, the mocking, the ridicule, the pain, the agony, the suffering, crying, sighing, dying. But the very next time the victor's crown is mentioned is when he is resurrected from the dead. And God Almighty said, I've placed upon his head the incorruptible victor's crown. You know what that means? You're going to make it. You may be feeling some thorny places right now. You may be having to kick against a prick. You may have to give up something. You may have to fast a little bit. You may have to humble yourself a little bit. That boy that walks in here with me every service, he came to Valor Christian College and Miss Cherie sat him down. She said, the Holy Spirit shows me you're full of pride. 
He said, help me get rid of it. She said, yes, sir. And every week of the world, he cleaned 200 toilets. Well, he's not cleaning toilets now. And he didn't ask for a paycheck. He wanted to serve God. He saw the vision. He knows his place. Does he get it all right? No, he gets out of bounds all the time. And I had to go over and tell him, would you get back in bounds? You're driving me crazy. But I don't give up on him because his heart's right. He's eager. He's ready. He's ready to serve. He wants God to use him. He's a man of prayer. He's a man of the word. Some of you sit out there like puffed up toads and are mad that you don't get a microphone. Who are you serving? Who are you preferring, star quarterback, over yourself? I watch these guys. It's so pathetic. They got rid of one in Pittsburgh. Off he went to Oakland. Now they're rid of him. Going somewhere else. Because there's always money. If money's what you want, why don't you go go into business and get out of ministry? If that's what you're chasing. Brother Summerall said, if I die a rich man, I'll die a traitor to God. I'm not saying you shouldn't have nice things, but what's got your heart? I hate to be this blunt. Where are you on Wednesday night? Just think, what'd you do last Wednesday night? Just think. What'd you do? That was more important than a word it took God 40 years to put in me. Come on now. Let's get on the team. Let's get in the huddle. Let's find out our position. We already got the game plan. Go! Go to children's ministry. Go to youth ministry. Go to ushering. Get in the parking lots. Get in the prayer chamber. Amen. Don't spend your life and end up in heaven and also ran. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, we understand that the race is not to the swift, but he that endures to the end shall be saved. The saved ones endure <laughs> the saved ones endure and it may be God that today today in this wonderful wonderful place where we've celebrated nearly 10,000 souls coming to you it may be and I'm sure that it is that there are several here today and they want to get in the game right now they're just living defeat they don't feel the fullness of the joy of your spirit. They're bound by sin and iniquity. But today, you sent your son, Jesus Christ, 
And you have said if they would just believe on him and confess him with their mouths, they would be saved. They would receive eternal life, a home in heaven. They would receive their place in the family of God. They would be adopted sons and daughters. Satan would have to take his hands off of them. Their past would be erased and their future bright in God. Father, do it today. Give them judgment day honesty, for we will all stand before you. Every one of us today, oh Christ, save those who are separated from you. Save those who are about to end up separated from you forever in a place called hell. Break the power of sin and Satan. Loose them and give them eternal life today. I'm gonna to count to three when I say three. You wanna to go to heaven and not hell, have life and not death, blessing and not cursing. You want to enjoy the greatest tailgate party of the ages in a place called heaven where the Lamb of God is the light. Not for a day, but for eternity. You know, there comes a time in the game when the clock strikes zero. You can't pass the ball anymore. You can't shoot the ball anymore. You can't run down the field anymore. You can't make a goal. Whatever the score is at the end of the game is etched in history. What if this was the last click of the, talk, of the clock for you? What if this was the last time you were able, ever able to come into the doors of a church? What if this was the last time? Tomorrow's promise to no one. Are you sure? that your sins are forgiven and you're on your way to heaven. If you're not, I'm gonna to count to three. You want heaven and not hell, God and not Satan, life and not death, blessing and not cursing, and you're not sure if Jesus came in the next five minutes or you never made it home. Our city, people arguing over a parking space, taking out automatic weapons and shooting each other. Where are you safe? Tomorrow is not promised to anyone. Make the decision right now. You'll be glad you made an eternity. Do it right now. When I say three, shoot that hand up and let's pray. At the end of that prayer, you'll be as sure for heaven as if you were already there. Shoot it up when I say three. Do it now. One, two, three. Shoot it up. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I can't count them all just as quickly as you raised your hand. When I say three, get into the nearest aisle, come to this altar and let's pray. Come on, everyone that raised your hand, come on. Let them know they're making the greatest decision of their lives, come on. Come on, don't let anyone come along. Don't let anyone come along, come on. Come on, come on. All the way back to the aisle, they're coming. Here they're coming, there they're coming. Put your hands together and shout and encourage them.
Come on. Come on. Don't be left out. This time tomorrow, I may be in heaven and you may not be, but you can be. You can be sure. Come on. Come on. Break the chains. Be free today. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I wish somebody'd shout. Come on, we're in extra innings right now. Get your shout back. Get your clap back. Get your joy back. Get your anointing back. Come on. Still coming. Still coming. Hallelujah. This is it. We're going to pray. Get in the aisle. Get in the aisle. If you're coming, come now. Come on. Come on. Come on. You need deliverance? Straight up. What about you, honey? She said, I failed God, I failed my children. Well, today, God makes you a winner. Today you win. I said, today she wins. Here we go. Go there and stand with them, Ryan. What's your name? Christopher? Yes, and I need to cover my family a lot better. I need to quit smoking cigarettes. That is my problem. I have a voice that can break the cedars of Lebanon, and I need to cover my family. There are about 200 more of you need to break that spirit. You vapors. I see you out there in the parking lot. So addicted you can't even get in church for two hours without running out and vaping. I've said it since the first one of them I ever saw. And now this week, three medical scientific reports have come out that vaping is 100% more harmful to your health. People are dropping dead. Do you know what you vape? Oil. Oil. It's all oil-based. So the oil is heated, and then you breathe it into your lungs. Guess what happens to oil when it cools? You want to break the power of that stuff, man? Yes. Break the power of that. Yes. You got victory in Jesus. Yes. You don't need that. That don't make you look cool. It looks you make, makes you look stupid. Break the power of that thing. Yes, yes, yes. 
Nobody moving? I don't care what you're addicted to. And it may be your doctor's fault. Dear God, we got them going to jail left and right for prescribing opioids to people that don't need them by the millions of pills. So we got church people staggering around in a stupor. But I need my pills. Well, God can break that, you know. They had me on that stuff. They said, it'll take you six months to get off of it. I came off in eight days, eight days. And I have no more desire for it than I do to jump off the roof. God has power. Yes, it does. Thank you for that, Christopher. You're going to be free today. No, you're going to. Got any more? What's that, papers? No? What is that? What is it? Oh. You ought to be running the aisles right now that God would set this young man free. You're going to be a pillar in this church. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Dance, honey. Dance. Let's... Out there, Miss Deborah. Chad. This is my friend, Stephanie. Hi, Stephanie. Yes, and she's watched you for years on television. Really? But this is her first time to be at your church, and she wants to get set free as well. I don't care what time it is. You've got to leave, slip out. God's here. Saving people. Healing people. Delivering people. How are you beautiful? You're beautiful. I love you so much. That's Chad. He's my buddy. This is your day. Yes, yes, this yes, is your yes, day. Yes, yes. It's your day. Hallelujah. Lift your hands, everybody. And I mean so loud that you think you can't even get any louder. I want you to say this. Lord Jesus Christ, Lord Jesus Christ you are the savior of the world. You are the healer of the world. You are the deliverer of the world. You have all power. 
Satan, you have no power. Addiction, you have no power. I give my life to Jesus Christ. I receive you. I confess you as my Savior. I believe you're the Son of God. And today, you come to live in my heart. Satan, get behind me. You loser. I'm a winner. I'm a winner. Jesus Christ won for me. I'm a winner. Sin's power is broken. And I'm a Christian on my way to heaven. I dare you to lose your mind clapping and shouting. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I want to invite you to tell someone in your life about the podcast. Hope you'll do it today. Head on over to iTunes and leave a review. Share it on your social networks for me. Really helps me get the word out. I'd love for you to connect with me on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. No easier way for me to minister to you every day and throughout the day and for us to join together in faith as God moves in and through your life. You can find links to all my pages at rodparsley.com. God bless you now, and I hope you'll listen again soon.